beloved in Christ, I hold here in my hand, what do you see? A padlock and a key. A padlock and a key. This padlock represents our hearts. This padlock represents your heart and my heart. And this is the key. Now, listen to what Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says. Proverbs 4, 23. It says, Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Proverbs 4, 23. Some verses will say, Guard your heart above all, for out of your heart comes the issues of life. Protect your heart. Protect your heart above all, because out of your heart comes the issues of life. Take note. What we keep in our hearts is very, very important. This padlock is supposed to be our hearts. You lock it, but make sure that what we lock inside our hearts are good. Take notes. Now, if you go to Psalm 119, verse 11, David says, David says, Your word have I kept in my heart that I may not sin against you. David says, I have kept your law, your word in my heart, so that I will not sin against you. So David is saying that what he has locked in his heart, what he has put in his heart, is the word of God. And that, that will prevent him, that will help him from not sinning against the Lord. The verse 10 of Psalm 119 says, with all my heart, I try to save you. I keep me from disobeying your commandment. With all my heart, I try to save you. Now, look at what Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says. Jeremiah 17 verse 9. It says, Who can understand the human heart? There is nothing else so deceitful than the human heart. It is too sick to be healed. Do you hear that? The human heart cannot be understood. There is nothing else so deceitful and that it is too sick to be healed. Now, pay attention. If we go to the gospel, Jesus makes it very clear. He says, the Isaiah was right when he says, These people honest me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me. God was lamenting in Isaiah, who Jesus is quoting today, that these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. God wants our hearts to be his. God wants our hearts to be his. Now, if you go down the gospel again still, it says, He summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. 
Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person. But the things that come from, with, from his heart are what defile. And he says, from within people, from their hearts, come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within, that is from their heart, and they defile. Did you hear that? Jesus says, from their hearts come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, murder. Unchastity is the same as fornication, adultery, greed, murder, malice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evil come from within the heart and they defile us. Jesus is telling us to take note that these things should not be found in our hearts. Our hearts are supposed to be filled with the word of God, then we lock it. In Colossians 3 verse 16, St. Paul will say, let the word of God dwell richly in you. Friends, your word have I kept in my heart, according to David, that he will not sin against him. Friends, in Romans 5 verse 5, we are told that the word of God, the love of God, has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Our hearts are supposed to be the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Friends, our hearts are supposed to be the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. But if we instead, instead of filling our hearts with the Holy Spirit, the word of God, if we fill them from what Jesus mentioned from in the gospel, evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly, all these evils, friends, they will crowd out and drive out the Holy Spirit. If we keep these evil things in our hearts instead of the Holy Spirit, what it means is that we are pushing the Holy Spirit out of our lives. But friends, in the responsorial psalm of today, that is what I'm driving at. The responsorial psalm says, Psalm 15, it says, whoever walks blamelessly and does justice, who thinks the truth in his heart and slanders not his with his tongue, this person will dwell in the presence of the Lord. That is the responsorial psalm of today. Whoever walks blamelessly and does justice, who thinks the truth in his heart, that is the emphasis, who thinks the truth in his heart. Let's see what this, the good news version will say, Psalm 15. Psalm 15. It is very important what we keep in our hearts. The Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts. Psalm 15 in the good news says, Lord, who may enter your temple, who may worship on Zion, your sacred hill, a person who obeys God in everything and always does what is right, whose words are true and sincere, 
and who does not slander others. Did you hear that? The one who thinks of the word of God in his heart. That is very clear from the responsorial Psalm, Psalm 15. Who thinks the truth in his heart? Who thinks the truth in his heart? Friends, this is where peace, this is where joy, this is where power comes from. Who thinks the truth in his heart? Friends, what is the truth? Jesus is the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. Jesus is the truth. John 17, 17. Your word is truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify us by the truth. So if the psalmist is saying that the one who will dwell in the presence of the Lord is the one who will think the truth, who will meditate on the word of God in his heart, it is crucial. I've made the point already, friends. If we crowd and fill our hearts with anything other than the truth, anything other than the word of God, we are driving the Holy Spirit out of our hearts. Remember, David prayed, take not your Holy Spirit away from me and says, grant me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit away from me. In other words, when our hearts are not clean, when our hearts are occupied by the evils Jesus mentioned, we crowd out the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit is not in our hearts, He's supposed to be there according to Romans 5, 5. But if he is not there, we lose the presence of the Lord. And let us remember, it is the presence of the Lord that gives us peace. The presence of the Lord gives us joy. Friends, the presence of the Lord, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Psalm 16, 11. And we nurture and sustain and keep the presence of the Lord if we think and meditate on the truth, on the word of God, Jesus Christ. And that is precisely what the first video was talking about. Moses was reminding the Israelites about the commandments of God. And he enjoins them to observe them. It's only when we observe them that we will be intelligent and wise and people will see our wisdom and people will see the Lord blessing us. It is when we keep the commandments of God in our hearts and meditate on his word that we will see progress in our lives. And that is what the first and the second reading are talking about. First and second reading are talking about. The second reading puts it very clearly. It says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. We are called to do the word of God, to hear the word of God, to act on the word of God. Friends, and we're made to understand that the word of God, which is truth, it is able to save us. It is able to set us free. And that is what true and pure religion does. Pure religion and true religion that is undefiled before God is to put the word of God into practice. Friends, that is where we will experience the peace of God. That is where we will experience the closeness of God in our lives. Friends, remember what the first reading says. He says, Moses said to the people, hear the statutes, you Israel, and decrees which I am teaching you to observe, that you may live and may enter in and take possession of the land 
which the law, the God of your fathers is giving you. Friends, there is a land for you. There is a blessing for you. There is a land for me. There is a blessing for me. And it will take walking in the process of the Lord. It will take obedience to the Lord to let us reach there. And that is what Moses is telling us. But remember also in Numbers, look, when the three young guys, including Caleb, Joshua and Co were sent to spy the land of the Israelites where they were going to occupy. They saw giants there. Friends, the land God has prepared for you is not free. We cannot get it on a silver platter. The blessings of God that awaits us cannot be gotten on a silver platter. Friends, there are giants in everyone's promised land. There are giants to intimidate and to fight us. But friends, it will take the word of God dwelling in our hearts. It will take meditation on the word of God that will strengthen us to overcome every giant. We can overcome every opposition. We can overcome every giant that comes our way because he who is in us is greater than who is in the world. And who is supposed to be in us? The word of God, the truth. That is what we are supposed to be thinking about. That is what we are supposed to be meditating on day in and out. Moses warned Joshua, this book of the law, Joshua 1 verse 8, should not depart from your lips. Observe it, listen to it, teach it and watch it and observe it. And he said, it must not depart from your worship. That is why in our worship every time the word of God is proclaimed from, uh, to us. Friends, and so let us take note. All the challenges we are going through towards our promised land, the giants in there will intimidate us. But friends, if we are people who think about the truth in our heart, who think about Jesus, who dwell on the word of God day in and out, who meditate on the word of God, friends, we will overcome every giant. That is the import of today's readings. That is the lesson God wants us to take home today. Friends, whoever walks blamelessly and does justice, who thinks the truth in his heart and slanders not with his tongue. The, the end of the responsibility says, whoever does these things shall never be disturbed. Are you disturbed? What have we put in our hearts? What have we locked in the part behind the padlock? Friends, we are told that we should not harm our fellow man. Who harms not his fellow man, nor takes up a reproach against his neighbor? Vengeance is the Lord. Don't revenge. By whom the reprobate is despised. While he honors those who fear the Lord. Honor those who fear the Lord. We are told he does not bribe, nor does he take bribe against the innocent also. And he says, whoever does these things shall never be disturbed. Friends, we shall never be disturbed. You shall never be shaken. God is calling us. He will to give us birth by the word of truth. You see, that is what the second reading says. We were born by the word of truth. And if we are born by the word of truth, friends, that word of truth is what is supposed to sustain us. We must feed our souls. We must feed our bodies and our spirits with the word of God. Jesus makes it very clear when he says, man cannot live alone. Man cannot live on bread alone, 
but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Friends, we cannot reach the promised land, our individual promised lands. We cannot reach it if our hearts are filled with evil. We can only reach it if our hearts are filled with the word of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the truth. Whoever walks blamelessly and does justice, who thinks the truth in his heart? Friends, think the truth in your heart, not evil. Let us think the truth. That is the word of God. Let us let the word of God dwell richly in us. That is what God wants us to learn today. And that is the way out. And we are called to return to what is true and what is pure and what is undefiled religion before God. That is taking care of orphans and widows in their affliction. And dear friends, we are told to keep ourselves unstained by the world. We cannot keep ourselves unstained by the word on our own strength. Friends, that is why Jesus came. And so we need to cooperate with his grace. We need to walk with Jesus. We need to walk with the word of God in our hearts. The word of God says in the second reading, humbly welcome the word that has been planted in you and is able to save your souls. Friends, let us not joke with the word of God. That is what the church has been teaching us since her inception. Daily mass, every mass, every sacrament, the word of God is proclaimed. Friends, the word of God is supposed to be welcomed. Where? In our hearts. It has been implanted in us, we are told, and that it is able to save us. That is Jesus. Jesus wants to have a close union with us. We must make time to dwell on the word of God. Be doers of the word and not just hearers. Friends, as we do what we hear from the word of God, we will experience the reality of the gospel. We will experience the reality of Jesus. We will have peace, for he keeps him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on God. Friends, God wants you to progress. God wants us to progress. Friends, in these days here right now, as we are going through these trials and the persecutions and purification, I'll call it purification of the church these days here in America. Friends, let us make time to dwell on the word of God. That is where our peace comes. And let us remember that our faith is built on Jesus Christ. The faith of the Catholic church is on Jesus Christ and not any bishop, not any human being, not even the Pope. Our faith is built on Jesus Christ. So let no behavior of any person um, intimidate or frustrate you. Stand firm. These are trying moments, purification moments for the church. God is purifying his church to bring us to religion that is pure and undefiled. God is purifying his church and he's doing that with his word. His word is what washes us. The word of God is washing us. Let us submit, according to the second, let us submit to the word of God. Let us welcome humbly the word of God. And the responsible psalm says, we should think about the truth in our hearts. And that is the word of God. We are called to meditate on the word. Friends, that is where we'll find peace. That is where we'll find courage. That is where we'll find strength to forge ahead. 
Let us make time to visit the Eucharistic Lord as well. Friends, he will speak to our hearts. Friends, the closeness of the Lord, our God to us, is dependent on our obedience and observance of his commandments. That is what it means to do justice. That is what it means to think the word. And that is what it means to dwell in the presence of the Lord. For in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Moses says that as we do that, people around us will see that indeed we are wise. Why not? The word of God, the wisdom of God, Jesus Christ, if he lives in us by the Holy Spirit, as we are told, and we think of him and meditate on him and obey him, friends, it will show. We will shine brightly in our lives in every aspect. We will reach our promised land. What God has promised you, what God has promised me, our future is bright. What God has promised us will come true in our lives. Let us endeavor to observe the word of God, to think the word of God. That is where our peace and our blessing comes. And that is where we'll gain strength to be able to land and arrive safely in our promised land the giants in our promised land cannot overcome us we will overcome every giant every opposition we will overcome it and that is what jesus is telling us to allow the holy spirit fill our hearts not these evils he mentioned when we do that indeed whoever does these things the responsibility psalm says shall never be disturbed shall have peace shall have peace the good news says, whoever does these things will always be secure. Our security, our prosperity, our love, our future is dependent on the word of God, Jesus Christ. We are secured and complete in Christ Jesus. Friends, may we respond to the call of the word of God today to meditate and to think on the truth always in our hearts. May we guard our hearts with all diligence. May we guard our hearts with the word of God all the days of our lives. That is our calling. That is where our peace is. That is where our joy is. And that is where our strength comes from. Because as God dwells in us, his presence dwells in us. And in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Today, in these states, you need more than ever the strength of the Lord to go on. And that comes only in his presence because the strength of the, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Friends, we are called on today to pray like never before for the church. Pray for the church. Pray for the church. And that is what it means to dwell in his presence. Let us pray for the church. Let us pray for our leadership that these trial moments will unite us and not divide us. These trial moments will keep us together, focused on the Lord, focused, thinking on the word of God. If we don't think on the word of God, we will make wrong decisions. These moments are crucial for us. These moments are crucial for you, the church in the US. Let us find time, let us make time to think on the word of God, as the responsible Psalm says. Who thinks the truth in his heart? Who thinks the truth in his heart? Think the truth in your heart. Meditate on the word of God. 
That is where our peace will come in these troubled times. We need it. We need that. And that is why we must pray earnestly more than ever before. As we profess our creed, let us have this at the back of our mind. The whole creed based on the word of God. The Holy Spirit will lead the church. The Holy Spirit will guide the church. The Holy Spirit will bless the church. At the end of these confusions, these purifications, the church will come out stronger, more beautiful, holier in the name of Jesus Christ. May we rise and profess our faith in the living God.